Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Under the Scope podcast. Uh, Under the Scope is a music discussion podcast where we try not to use the phrase real country music. Um, We're going to try to avoid using that in this review. Hopefully it doesn't slip out, but fair warning. Yeah. Well, I mean, it may, it may, I might, might have like an, like a natural reaction because you know I'm like such a stickler when it comes to real country music. Exactly. Uh, and it's, <laughs> well, it's, we'll get into it, but I'll introduce us because we probably should. Um, I'm your host, Will Brost, and uh, calling in from the other side of the country, Patrick Anderson. Here, here we are. in the the country music haven exactly so yeah so let's uh california (laughs) we we don't have to dance around this we've done this podcast for nearly three years at this point like around two and a half years um we normally cover indie music uh hip-hop music pop rock electronic pretty much anything (laughs) except for country music yeah i'm pretty much exclusively not country music right like and we've probably joked about country music on this podcast like imagine us doing a country music review <laughs> but yeah, we'd lose all of our credibility if we decided to do that so is this uh is this real country music like johnny cash and uh you know hank you know and by real i mean just it's older or is this a newer country record that we're reviewing today pat uh, as far as I can tell, I mean, it depends on your definition of older or newer, but this is only a few weeks old, so <laughs> from my standards, I'd say it's pretty new. I think I think country music died when it became popular, just like every other genre, and the real <laughs> version of that genre is uh, prior to popularity. So real hip-hop only goes up until like 1992, uh real country probably died in the <laughs> in the 80s um in the 1800s in the 18 in the 1800s <laughs> so yeah uh but no I, I actually i say all this because i saw someone describe this record as like it not real country like objectively not real country and so i just had to to get that off my chest we don't believe in real music <laughs> real real blank like yeah right the when you're referring to music is like it's the most pop-out term for saying i don't like listening to new music right or just basically like what it what it says to me right it's music evolves with every genre and no this this is a country record objectively it is not a johnny cash record so if you're listening and you're wondering, oh, this is so it's supposed to be country. I'm not familiar with Casey Graves or Casey Musgraves, excuse me. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with Casey neither, Musgraves. Neither are we. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so the the record we're talking about today, as you can see from the title of this podcast, is uh, Casey Musgraves' latest record entitled "Golden Hour." Um, I'll just do a quick introduction. Uh, I think of every artist that we've dedicated an entire podcast review to, um, Casey Musgraves is perhaps the artist I'm least familiar with going into the review, if that makes any sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah, generally when we do a review, I have a pretty good understanding or at least a personal history with the artist. 
Um, but Casey Musgraves is an exception. Uh, she's an American country music singer-songwriter, uh, originally from Texas, but I believe is now based in Nashville. Yeah, uh, she lives in Nashville now. Oh, there you go. Speaking or coming from the uh, former Nashville resident, you are. Yeah, yeah, I know all about the ins and outs of who's who's who in Nashville. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Uh, uh, her albums uh, typically receive quite a bit of critical praise, um, which is kind of uncommon for a lot of popular country music. Um, but 2013's Same Trailer, Different Park, and 2015's Pageant Material. Uh, got a ton of attention from blogs and uh, reviewers that either A, normally wouldn't touch country, or B, if they do, it's not their primary focus. Um, I was totally unfamiliar with her music personally, as I alluded to, but I've heard nothing but great things about her. Um, So I was anticipating this record uh, when I saw the reviews come out. It's been one of the best reviewed albums of the year, point blank. It has a 90 out of 100 Metacritic. It has an 8.7 Best New Music distinction from Pitchfork. It got a perfect score from The Guardian. Um, so I guess I guess we can just kind of approach this from that angle. Uh, do you agree with all the acclaim and the hype? Did the record kind of hit you in that way? I understand why they're throwing that much hype into it because, like, I think... In regards to like country now, like modern country and everything, this is like a pretty like momentous album to be released. So, like, you know, from from a genre standpoint, like this is like a pretty important album, I think. Um, so I get it from that standpoint, but it didn't hit me like mm. Musically, immediately in the same way, like not like to where I'm like was immediately like, oh man, this is a nine out of ten record. This is a mm-hmm. you know close to a nine out of ten record, or whatever. Um, maybe because of my own like experience with country or previous biases with country or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, like listening through to it, like this is like. It, it, it turned into such a pleasant mm-hmm. and like and um, folksy um, sort of record that's super easy to swallow. It does. It didn't like catch me off guard too much with like um, any like cliches or tropes that I normally find in a lot of cla- in a lot of pop country. And I don't listen to pop country, but just like what I'm judging off of from what mm. i've heard mm-hmm. you know because she's a pop country artist she's like one of the bigger country artists now so i was expecting a little bit more of that but um what impressed me most of all is like how minimal and uh clean the record is very so clean it, like yeah it really showcases her um ability to structure a song on here because the because it's not there's not like there's not this like ridiculous amount of production that's just like trying to overcompensate for the fact that like this song has like absolutely zero structure, which is like a good amount of uh, pop music and country music alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like that 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 gets played on the radio at least. I agree in that um, it's very 
well crafted and well executed uh, for what it's trying to accomplish. Um, it, it, it and we should just say point blank. Uh, not only have we not reviewed country on this podcast, but despite uh, growing up and attending college in a pretty rural area that tends to listen to country music uh that wasn't really our scene growing up so i i because of that i kind of have this outsider's view on pop country music modern pop country music i'm i'm pretty familiar with it you know i could identify a blake shelton song or a florida georgia line song when i hear it what i think sets casey musgraves apart is um kind of basically what you said or implied at least it's the uh, the song writing uh she knows how to craft a hit when she needs to but she can also um uh, she can also construct a ballad whether that's a piano ballad or a more traditional country uh guitar led ballad uh she shows yeah. i think a lot of range on this record even though at the end of the day a lot of it is pop country she kind of stays within the genre but she goes different places with it and so i find that pretty commendable yeah yeah it's like it was super the 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 most immediate thing that i got from it after the first listen was just like how refreshing i felt yes listening through to it because i was expecting like um I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I was expecting something like at least like pretty good because like it was getting all this acclaim, not just from Pitchfork, but from uh, Metacritic as well. So I'm like, okay, well, I can probably expect something I like because I'm, you know, <laughs> it's it usually falls pretty closely in line with some stuff. Um, I was, but, but, um, I didn't know like really what what all to expect from it, but it's like. The most thing, the the biggest thing I took away was yeah the refreshing, like, um, the refreshing aspect of it because it's not trying too hard to be something other than what it is. Like mm-hmm. the people that are like, oh, it's not real country because she's not playing enough guitar or something. Right, exactly, exactly. On it, it's like, it's like okay, well, whatever. Like she's. it's definitely like rooted in so this like this very country um home which is storytelling and talking and family and um and uses these these country instrumentals so she has that influence in there Mm -hmm. then this can this can be classified as country and beyond that she can do whatever she wants to exactly yeah and i think what she did was like kind of like shift um how creative country music can actually be but like very subtly yes like what's that's what's cool about this is like is like it kind of you like realize like uh, at a after a few listens you're like this is like really impressive but it doesn't even feel like it's impressive after you're listening to it it doesn't like while while you're listening to it i i totally agree this doesn't feel it doesn't uh, present itself as like a game-changing record but yeah but it's just so it's so well done and and in regards to whether this is 
country enough, quote unquote. This is um, it, this is kind of the 2018 version of the uh, the Taylor Swift issue, right? Back when she was gaining popularity, she had some country elements, but it, she wasn't um, country enough to appeal to fans of country music. But at the time, she wasn't getting the love from the critics because I think a lot of them had issues with her with uh, containing too much country uh, in her songs. So she wasn't country enough for the country crowd, but she was a little well, yeah. too country for the blogosphere and what have you, the, the cool kids, right? So yeah. I was afraid uh, when I heard that this is kind of a pop country record, I, I was pleasantly surprised that this got the acclaim from fans and critics that it did. Um, I, I think the difference here is that it's it, this is definitely a country record uh, instrumentally with save for a couple songs that I'm sure we'll get to but yeah. in general from beginning to end this is a country record it, it's from the first song slow burn it's uh it's got a, a song topic about just living a slow life and taking it easy uh, she says, I think, taking a walk and looking at all the flowers. And she says this over this instrumentation that features uh, banjo and acoustic guitar. Like, this is definitively mm -hmm. a country music record. Um, and this song, as well as the next couple of songs, uh, establish this, I'll use your word, pleasant sound uh, that we end up getting with the exception of a couple of departures, we get this sound throughout the entire record, uh, which ends up being a mostly cohesive effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what, what is, uh, I'm not sure um, what songs everyone's kind of gravitating to. I think I've only heard discussions on this record as a holistic experience, but I'm wondering if there are any specific songs that kind of, uh, piqued your interest in comparison to some of the others? I think people are talking about, I mean, High Horse, I think people are really, uh, I don't know if gravitating to, but like at least paying attention to because it's got that disco it's, um, yeah. beat that's placed into it. And so it's kind of a weird, funky um, fusion of, of uh, disco and country. Um, which I guess, you know, I mean, it sounds pretty unique to me. I, I think that it's pretty unique to the country crowd also. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about it. It's like, I, it's I'm there with you. It's interesting, but it like, after the first couple of listens, I, it's just like, it feels kind of like, um, like a, another pop song like there's enough yes. there's enough things that are special about it with the way that she fused it and the production behind it and the just crispness of the song that um that are like okay that's a good song that's i recognize that as a good pop song but then it's enough to where i'm there's not enough to it where i'm like i forget about it Mm -hmm. Until you know, I go back to listening to the album again. Yeah, this one, uh, this one, High Horse is probably the most polarizing track, just because um, I think stepping back, it's probably the poppiest song on here. Mm -hmm. um, it barely contains 
country elements outside of an acoustic guitar backdrop, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, as we've established. Um, but what this song for me, I get I get thrown off when I'm listening to this record front to back because before this there are a couple of very country songs um, kind of preceding it. Um, including a couple of ballads. And then all of a sudden, it just turns into this uh, high horse comes on, and it's this pop, I don't want to say club, because that's not really what's being played in clubs, but it very much a, yeah. a, a, a hit song that you might hear at a bar or whatever. Um, people are loving it on Twitter. <laughs> I've seen people like, I, I think I searched Casey Musgraves just to kind of see like, oh, what are the, what songs are the fans kind of gravitating to? This one is it's getting all of the love and all of the hate at the same time so yeah yeah that's what i that's that's what i've been noticing about it too is that like uh, i feel like a lot more of the indie heads mm -hmm. are 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 like loving loving this track because it's inventive and it's you know mm -hmm. um and it pushes against the grain a little bit and then the country fans are kind of not liking it as much um for the opposite reasons goes back to that real country thing I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. For them. Yeah, but I I gravitate. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm more. I'm I'm more appreciative of it from the indie head side of like the inventiveness and the, um, like her willing to make something different and doing a good job with it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm appreciating it from that standpoint. I don't care that it's not quote-unquote country enough that yeah. doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything to me the thing that i'm like not thrilled about with it is is like beyond the fact that it's an inventive song there's really not much for me to like digest from it i totally um, agree so and you know that's that's also the um only issue i have with sort of the album as a whole is like it's it's super inventive and it's like this is one of the cleanest produ produced albums mm -hmm. I've heard all year, and like even going into the last couple of years, this would probably rank among amongst like my favorite albums to just like purely hear from like a clean production standpoint. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. thing is just like it's the easiest thing to listen to. Um, but like beyond that, like delving further into a lot of stuff, there's some really good moments on here. Um, Song-wise, that I like a lot, um, but be like as a whole, the only thing I have is that like I kind of get left a little bit more empty-handed than I might have expected if I was going into thinking like, oh, Pitchfork gave this eight point seven. Mm -hmm. I'm about ready to find my favorite album of the year. Mm -hmm. So the yeah, the thing that I am trying to like reconcile with is like do i like this do i like this record a lot because it's a good record or am i just super impressed by what i heard because i wasn't expecting a country record to be this good that's that's not only is that a great question but i have had a similar mental internal dilemma um i i, I was because even at first i mean as you mentioned everything appealing about this record shows its hand upon first listen right there's there's no yeah. thinking as to like hmm i wonder why people like this you know that it's it's very apparent um yeah so i've been enjoying this record since my first listen 
uh, since the first song of the first listen. I think it it's an right, album yeah. that begins exceptionally well. But I've been having this dilemma, <clears throat> uh, similar to yours. It's it's how much of my enjoyment is due to either a my general unfamiliarity with pop country music and or b uh my comparison to the only other pop country acts that i'm familiar with so is this like how much do i generally like this album versus well i like it more than you know miranda lambert and and blake shelton yeah and so in yeah. Luke Bryan, you know, it's if I, am, am I supposed to be kind of mentally comparing it to those albums? And if I'm not, how can I escape doing that uh, versus just I'm going to totally set aside my preconceived notions of pop country and do I like this record on its face? So it, in a way, it's kind of hard for me to judge the degree to which I like this. But all I know is when I press play from beginning to end for the most part i enjoy what i'm hearing yeah and that's and that's that's the same similar feeling to what i have and what i've been boiling it down to mostly is like just how good again she is at constructing songs mm-hmm. and how great her team is at producing these songs mm-hmm. like like this just ev- like cuz every song I would say, for the most part, every song has a very distinct characteristic to it. You don't get kind of you don't get lost too much in this album. Where like, wait, what? You know, this song sounds just like this song. I forget where I am. Blah blah blah. You know, where you get sometimes on albums that don't that get like super samey. Pop mm. records do that a lot of times. Absolutely. So she's got a lot of really nice, distinct moments from song to song and melodically distinct moments from song to song on here, too. And but it's like (laughs) it's like just enough for me to be like, oh, I really like this record. Mm -hmm. But it's not it's it's like it's it's like just barely getting over this threshold of like of of what makes something a great record versus what makes something a good record yes so it's it's the weirdest balance that i have with this because it you know every song is distinct and nice to listen to but that's basically it yeah you know and 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 you and i are generally not fans of country music outside of a couple acts and nor should we pretend to be even though we're doing a podcast on casey musgraves but you yeah, don't you right. don't but as you implied you don't have to be a fan of country music to step back and appreciate what's going on here from a songwriting perspective or a, a production perspective or like a mixing or a singing perspective she clearly has a lot of talent the people working on this record clearly have a lot of talent um it's just generally the country aesthetic doesn't work with me so that's another obstacle i'm kind of trying to overcome with this um my my question though is why do you think or am i missing something here because i'm wondering it's not just one outlet saying oh this is a nine out of ten album this is everybody coming out and saying oh this is one of the best records of the year do you think that maybe they are going through similar dilemmas? Do you think I 
I gotta feel like that's part of it. Yeah, because yeah, not. I don't mean to dismiss their opinions entirely, but I wonder if, speaking from my experience on how I've kind of analyzed my own feelings on this record, I wonder if if other people share those feelings. People that have critical influence, quote unquote. Yeah, right. Like the the Guardian giving it a perfect score. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I gotta feel like there's something like that going on here because this it's not like. I mean, we're talking about, like, in music in general, and if we're talking about, like, country music and where country music stands from a critic's standpoint, then, yeah, sure, this is deserved of all the acclaim that it that it gets. Mm-hmm. Because country music typically doesn't land very high, especially modern country music doesn't land very high, usually in the critic's or a blogger's book anyway. Right. But... I'm like, like looking from like a from an outside perspective, like overall, which is I, I try to do that. I'm, you know, with with most with the music that I listen to. Um, I know I can be biased sometimes, but I try mm-hmm. to do that mostly. But looking at this overall, I mean, like you're talking about a perfect record. You're placing that up there with like i mean that would make this a masterpiece in terms of music right like i yeah i don't see it anywhere close to that right or even yeah even if you're going just shy of that you're saying it's oh this is maybe the best record of the year or one of the best records of the year and i don't mean yeah i'm i don't know i'm 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 with you there where i'm like i feel like (laughs) that's what i was trying to deal with too i was like what am i missing here because this is like a good album Mm -hmm. and i enjoy it quite a bit like when i'm done with it it's like oh that was nice but then like you know i'm listening to something else and i've completely forgotten about casey musgraves already right and and the difference between this and uh the Sturgill Simpson record from a couple of years ago. Shout out to those two records, by the way, for being like the only two country records I've <laughs> actively listened to and enjoyed recently. <laughs> and the only two, and the only two country records that have been referenced by us, by either right. of us on uh, our blogs or our podcast. Right, right. Oh, and and maybe part of this too. The only two country records I can think of that have gotten any sort of acclaim in the blogosphere. Right. And that's true, yeah, yeah, that's true, too. But if I'm comparing those two records, Sturgill Simpson, to me, his, it was something that I had never heard in a country record, or at least the last time I heard it was, like, the 1950s, and it's just a much more modernized, you know, he was throwing brass instruments everywhere, he was constructing these weird narratives in his songs, he was talking about political issues that and taking the side of uh, he wasn't taking the political opinion that one might expect a country star to take uh, a stance on a political opinion uh so it was this this weird country record i had never heard before this i think is a much more normal country or pop country record but it's just so effortlessly executed that it's it it's undeniable and i forget who said this on twitter it was maybe it was it was someone we know but he said like this is the this is carly ray jepson but with a country backdrop and that's when Ooh. i think i realized like that's what the appeal of this record is for a lot of people yeah. and i think that's why i like this record because yeah well what do you what do you mean by that yeah like that it's just 
that's it, a super listenable record yeah with the country backdrop exactly yeah so very very listenable uh undeniable talent from the production standpoint taking a specific genre or in carly ray jepson's uh case taking a period of like she she was doing her backdrop was 80s pop music whereas casey musgrave's backdrop is like pop country but but both are achieving i think the same goal of just trying to take all of the accessible sounds within those genres and making this album the result just as pleasant a listening experience as can be varying from you know dance hits all the way to ballads and 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 i i thought that was a pretty good point whoever made that and i think that's why maybe a lot of critics are kind of turning their heads and taking a look at this casey record is because i think there are a lot of similarities between this and uh emotion yeah i could i okay that makes that makes a lot of sense yeah i mean i think that this thing is uh inventive but it's not inventive in a way that it's gonna change country music forever Mm -hmm. it's inventive in a way like in a personal way like for Mm. casey musgraves like this feels like something she really wanted to do Mm -hmm. and she did it and she did a good job with it but it doesn't really go beyond that like to me it it just it's like a very pleasant and creative and nice uh, record and shows a lot of potential creatively for her going forward. But like, yeah, it's, it doesn't feel like this landmark masterpiece of a country record that's going to shift the tides and cause everybody else in the pop country world to be like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? I need to be putting vocoders on my, on my country album or that was, something like that what, you know what did you think of that by the way on that uh was it oh what a world where yeah, she has oh, those I, I saw on genius i think the the quote comes from a zane Lowe interview uh, but she was talking about like all of these daft punk influences she had and uh, i mean it's in that song and it's very blatantly yeah. like daft punk vocoder effects but it, it just kind of threw me off at first because those three songs were it very much pop country and then that fourth song begins with those warped vocals and you're like wait a minute where's this record going exactly yeah yeah right yeah um i don't know i thought it was like it was fine it mm-hmm. didn't it wasn't it wasn't like it it didn't bring anything out it wasn't bad to the point or like try hard to the point where it was just like come on what are you doing mm-hmm. it it felt like sort of necessary in the song but it definitely like it stands out in a way over the course of the album and i think that that's like kind of the issue with it Mm. it's like oh there's a vocoder on this album where like so it's not subtle in the rest of the way of this album right you know like that's like that's such a clear she didn't she didn't make any space on the rest of this album any other experimental risks on the rest of this album to kind of like you complement that right that's like that's like the one thing that people are able to be like you know oh what did you know daft punk came on your record this isn't a country record (laughs) you know no (laughs) contrast that creative decision with something like 
a steel guitar or a steel drum, which is also not something one would typically associate with country music. But she uses that throughout the record in a way that is subtle and often unnoticeable, unless you're kind of actively listening for it. That, I think, is a very good example of taking an element outside of your genre that you're working with and implementing it in a way that enhances your record but doesn't do it in a way that's like, hey, look at me, I'm using this instrument. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, that's that's what the vocoders sort of felt like in a way. Yeah, they it, were kind of yeah. like, oh shit, vocoders are on here. Casey Musgrave's getting crazy. And like on this song, she, she does it just in the first 10 seconds, and then she brings it back at the end. Everything in between that is another, you know, typical pop country song for this record. Yeah, and the thing that I have about that song, too, like, with the vocoder effect, the only thing that I have with that is, like, how goddamn cheesy it feels like oh. with the context of the song. Oh, these the lyrics. Song's about, oh. Yeah, the whole song's about, like, oh, my God, what a... We live on a planet, like finally <laughs> realizing that you live on a planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm so glad because I wanted to talk about this. Just generally, I, I must say, I, I want a disclaimer. I generally like the lyrical themes on this record because while most of them are dealing with love and relationships, she doesn't really exhaust one feeling or one angle on love and relationships. Uh, I, I forgot the first half of my sentence. I wasn't even sure where I was going with that. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is she takes a different approach to the topic of love and relationships on each song. So like one song will be about how uh you know she she met her husband for the first time and she got butterflies and then the next one will be about maybe it's like a breakup song and then the next one might be not really a breakup song but like i'm missing you and we've had kind of a rough patch so she takes a different approach and it, it leads to a very cohesive lyrical theme but this track the lyrics on this track i think are just they're i mean they are cornball they are yeah and maybe it's because I'm a cynical mid-20s who, you know, anytime someone does anything positive, I think it's kind of corny. Like the Chance mixtape I thought was corny in a lot of spots. But when you read these lyrics, the, the entire pre-chorus is her just saying, these are real things. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah right. And, and, and before that, she's, she's talking about things that swim with a neon glow how we all got here nobody knows and then she's like these are real things like <laughs> you gotta be kidding me also people have a wait what was that how we all got here nobody knows yeah, i was about to say okay i have a real issue with that <laughs> let's line do it too. let's do it let's, let's yeah i got a real issue with that line because the how we all got here nobody knows you gotta be kidding me there's an entire scientific <laughs> practice based off of that no one knows is this this is like uh the equivalent of neil degrasse tyson going on twitter and telling everyone why the new star trek movie wasn't accurate you know it, it's kind of some of that but i'm a fan of it because right. i thought the same thing and uh um oh, oh there was another lyric where i had a similar thing it was on a different song oh happy and sad she has uh, uh yeah yeah the which by the way is my favorite song on the record bar none i it's a, oh, okay yeah and i'll get to that in a second but <laughs> the the, the core the main chorus the the line in the chorus is uh 
is there a word for the way that I'm feeling tonight, happy and sad at the same time? <laughs> Sung beautifully. But we have... The, go to reverse dictionary and type in happy and sad at the same time, and you'll come up with some words to answer your own question. Is, like quite a few words. Is, is there a word for the way that I'm feeling tonight, happy and sad at the same time? Now, I don't know if she's... I don't know if bittersweet or ambivalent are exactly what she's looking for but if there i mean there's got to be a word that's like that has a general pinpoint on something on a concept as relatively simple as that right feeling, feeling happy and sad has been a poetic like <laughs> grounding point for like years decades and decades like what, what's the word for when you're in a good mood happy uh what's the word for when you're in a bad mood uh sad what if you're both uh, shit oh shit I didn't <laughs> think about it like that but if but even if she does found find the word that the chorus doesn't work because it's like is there a word for the way that i'm feeling tonight bittersweet yes <laughs> ambivalent <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, so that was the lyric. It's not even scientific. It's just linguistic. I was like, really? You couldn't, you know, that's obviously it's not a real nitpick. It's just a joke. Yeah, there's some there's some like obvious uh, things on here that are kind of just like uh, obvious lyrics on here that are just kind of like, come on now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and those two... I agree with you on the on the happy and sad thing. That stood out for me too because when I heard first heard you say that, I was like, "What? <laughs> like, yes, there is." I'm I'm not an expert, but I'm like, there has to be. It <laughs> but yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the other lyric I kind of want to point out because since we're on this now, the the song "Space Cowboy," I was anticipating because it was like. Oh, I get it. Space Cowboy, like the the Steve yeah. Miller band song. I wonder if she's gonna go in like a Steve Miller. She doesn't. I still like this song. I think it's maybe the best ballad on here. Um, but the chorus is "You can have your space, cowboy." I, which I, I is that clever? I don't know. I, I I can't decide if I like that. I don't that. think it. I don't think it is. It's like it's like the ooh gotcha. Yeah. I thought I was gonna do the whole another spacey thing, and I'm not. It's just a double entendre. Right. And same with uh, High Horse. Right. Like you're you're thinking, oh, it's a country album. Uh, it's gonna be a song about a horse. It, no, but it's about a, a guy being a high horse. It has nothing to do with any, anything. And I know yeah. high horse is an actual term, but still, I'm like, maybe she'll do a play on this where it's like relating to an actual horse or something. So maybe at that point, I just kind of overthought it. I'm like, maybe I'm going a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. I think that that's kind of the point of this too is like, and that's like that's the conflict that I've been feeling is like overthinking this album or like diving too mm. deep. You come up with so many reasons why, you know, why, oh, well, I don't like it for this reason or this reason or this is stupid or whatever. Mm. But then like listening back to it, like that kind of just melts away because of how like just completely pleasant and and clean and unoffensive this album is like mm. listening to it right so and then like after i'm done listening to it i dive in well i didn't like for this reason, this reason. Oh, you're right. and, you know it's like it this thing has so much charm to it a ton of charm that like 
yeah that like when i'm listening to it i'm like oh my god and then you know i'm done and i'm like uh, and then i can have the real reasons why i'm upset with it but it's like it's just I, this is like the strangest relationship with this album right because we normally like to do these long form deep dives on you know we're we're placing an album under the scope right so we're trying to it's like well okay what did what what went right here what went wrong and like if i wanted to pick apart a song like lonely weekend i probably could find like a bunch of things i don't like about it but when i'm yeah. just listening to it it's it's undeniably catchy and pleasant it, it's got this radio friendly hit potential behind it um the harmonies are great on this song and just like really every song on here given that this is a pop record the most important thing is to nail the chorus and she does just about every yeah. time she comes through with like an awesome chorus that sticks yeah, in my head right i was for the yeah, most part. i wanted to make that point too of like even as corny as some of these choruses can be yeah. the way that she sells it with her like with the melodic uh textures that she puts on here is just absolutely amazing like she does such a great job mm -hmm. of 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 making these choruses catchy on each of these songs but then also distinct in a way very distinct like, from song to i agree so, with that yeah there's so many different choruses on here that i could just pick um because they're they're that catchy yeah yeah it, uh, and they're and they're all different from each other I've, she does such a good job of that i've been singing butterflies lonely weekend happy and sad and space cowboy i've been singing those choruses just to myself as they come in my head which is like all the yeah. time and it's no coincidence yeah i've, uh, yeah. I've been i've been with uh, uh slow burn mm -hmm. lonely weekend butterflies um uh, happy and sad wonder woman and high horse yeah and all those those songs that i mentioned it's no coincidence that those are also like my favorite songs on the record because right i think a lot of the verses are kind of forgettable if you're just sitting here right now and it's like how does the verse in butterflies go i couldn't really tell you but the choruses are just so infectious um mm -hmm. but it, 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 it beyond the choruses there there's a couple songs uh and i'll just pick happy and sad as an example because it's kind of my favorite track um but there there is some detail when she wants there to be detail there is detail on these songs and not everything is just like right in your face here's how catchy this song is wow wasn't that fun on to the next one yeah so on on happy and sad she uh she incorporates that kind of steel guitar that i mentioned earlier um she throws some banjos on here uh she has this key change which i'm like the biggest sucker for key changes of all time and <laughs> they give me chills when done right and i did the first time i listened to this i'm like this is a pop country ballad why am i getting chills from this but um but but it's a song that incorporates not only catchy songwriting but songwriting that is um it, it it's detail oriented it, it takes into account like oh maybe i should add this kind of instrumental passage in the pre-chorus or you know maybe i should throw in this steel guitar at this point of the song or do something different with the drums leading into a, a second chorus or whatever I, I think that's an example of meticulous songwriting that doesn't always present itself on this record but when it does it it elevates those songs to a new level and often when when 
it's mostly just bare bones songwriting it can lead to a lot of blandness which i feel that there's a a, a decent amount of blandness on this record yeah 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 i i completely agree with that yeah yeah so <clears throat> something else i wanted to give credit for <laughs> or not give credit for but something else that like might up my score in the future this came out in i think on march 30th and in uh yeah in st louis at that time it was like it snowed that weekend and when it wasn't snowing it was just dreary and cold this is not the album i want to be hearing at that yeah. time so like if this came out in june and we reviewed this in june i'd probably be even more positive about it just because when i listen to pop country yeah. it's typically when i'm outside on a float yeah. or something like that well okay that's funny because like you know this so northern california it's been really nice mm. the past few weeks okay uh, and and like when this came out and like i was first listening to it like that whole week was like 75 it was beautiful no clouds anything like that but i kept on like feel and i was you know it was great and then I'm, I'm listening to this i'm like man this is such a pleasant album this is so nice to just kind of walk around with it has such nice weather but i you know and then it gets like foggy and i'm listening to it and i'm like having such a different feeling i'm like oh okay so this is <laughs> this is that that country like cruising with the windows down mm -hmm. that's that feeling of you know it's good if the weather's good kind of feeling mm -hmm. um and i don't think this is bad like when it's you know just based off of the weather but like well i think it's, was, i like, think it's literal the, dog shit the thing yeah. that i had with it was like oh i'm loving this and then i get to some bad weather i'm like oh shit now i'm really having to think <laughs> <laughs> i i think this is objectively a terrible album when it's below 50 degrees <laughs> that okay yeah now that makes sense like if you're <laughs> if it's snowing then yeah do not <laughs> yeah that's a little bit different of a circumstance than yeah. it got a little overcast it, it, i normally don't have the seasonal things you know people are like i can't listen to liquid swords unless it's like nighttime and it's 20 degrees outside like i love that album i can put that on anytime i'll put that on right after this podcast but this kind of album is a little different because I think the, especially the vibe she's going for and a lot of the messages there, a lot of them are feel good, sunny, uh, going out with friends, being with you know people mm -hmm. who you love, and that all kind of combined with the instrumentation and the uh, the cleanliness of this record, it's like I bet this would sound a yeah. lot better uh, in the summertime. And the uh, and the album art too, just yeah. kind oh, of man. like suggests like hey, golden hours yeah yeah right yeah and it's just and she's like behind the backdrop of this perfectly blue sky you know yeah so yeah I, yeah I, I i agree so but the weather the weather can play a factor into it but when it's good weather this thing hits very well <laughs> i think uh so. i think that's the answer to our question it was just really nice in the pitchfork office that day it the the the, the right, thermostat right, was set yeah. <laughs> the thermostat was at like a solid 68 degrees or something and it's just the sun was shining was in a, on the window it was, it was friday so everybody was feeling real nice <laughs> just oh gosh 
Uh, oh, here's okay. Real quick before we get to final thoughts, here's a real quick like. I know we talk about Pitchfork too much, but I wanted to ask you this. Okay, so how can you not talk about Pitchfork? How could you not? Yeah, like not enough people talk about Pitchfork as reviewing sites. That is that is a fair point. That is fair. So, in the past like week or so, we've gotten best new music eight point seven Casey Musgraves, best new music eight point seven Cardi B, best new music eight point six Kaliukas Kaliukas. And best new music 8.7 for Saba today. Yeah. At what? This is all in the past week. At what point? How many best new musics can you have? Like, is Saba? It, at if Kaliukas is the lowest rated of those four, albeit by only one decimal point, is she still best new music? There's three other albums you said are like among <laughs> the best of the year. Something yeah, has to no, slip through I, the cracks, right? I don't know. Yeah, I noticed that too. When I saw the when I saw the Kaliukas and the Saba, yeah, uh, I saw those those two today after the Cardi B. I was like, "What are they doing?" It's like, like yeah, like they can, you know. I I I don't know if the best new music is like, hey, if we decide to score it above this, then we have to get a best new music, right? But like the whole point of that is like. You know, it's supposed to be like this thing of like, hey, this is a very standout thing. We only give this award to a select few albums during the year. Yeah. And this is something that we really think you should check out. Yeah. Like three in like two weeks. I think I'm just maybe reading. Oh, and the the Gene Gray, Quelly Chris got Best New Music recently. I I might just be. Yeah, I might be reading too much into the term Best New Music. But if I was like, hey, what's the best music you heard that came out literally this week? And it's like, uh, okay, uh, Casey Musgraves, Saba, Kaylee Ucas, Cardi B, and Gene Gray and Quelly Chris. It's like all of those are the best music, literally the best music you heard this week. Yeah, all of them. They're all the best. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, like, exactly, yeah. Okay, just give me one. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, and, but I feel like, um, like, even last year, or, the, you know, the past few years, but even last year, like, it wasn't this extreme. Like, this is crazy. This week has been nuts for them. Right, and, and that's not to say any of these don't deserve it. It's just, like... I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't use the term best new music anymore if this is something that actually matters in life, which I'm not convinced it is. So. Well, okay, so... <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah well, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Probably not, probably not anything that, that necessary. <laughs> All right, uh, do, you, do you have anything else before you want to get to final thoughts? Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so okay, let's do it. With... Just, just touching back on that, the the pitchfork thing, yeah. and relating it back to this Casey Musgraves thing. Yes, the thing yes. that we've talked about in the past with them, and that's been kind of like evident mm-hmm. in the past few years, and especially this week. Now that we're talking about it, is their mm-hmm. tendency to just like go all in on these uh, artists that are big poppy artists. Mm-hmm that can kind of further uh, their brand and their exposure mm-hmm. um, that put out decent records and and brand them as these people that are doing it better than anybody else. 
right that they review they have a tendency to start doing that and then this week with this cardi b with this casey musgraves with this saba with this caliucas not to say that any of those are bad records mm-hmm. per se i mean you know but they're all within this line of maybe not like Saba or Caliucas, but like especially Cardi B and Casey Musgraves, they're all within this line of like these are very big artists and public people mm-hmm. in the music world. <laughs> and they're just throwing out this best new music award like it's nothing. Right. And it it kind of like I mean, that's fine, like that's an opinionated thing. If it's real then whatever. But it kind of like this pattern of stuff is starting to lean closer towards like maybe they're trying to just be in the pop world a little bit more so they can get more recognition yeah i don't know yeah maybe and it used to be the opposite right where it was like it it was cool for them to to give some big ups to like the lesser known like band camp band that came up yeah right yeah 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 which yeah and again not saying yeah it, it not saying someone like cardi b doesn't deserve best new music but it's like does giving her best new music like further her career at all versus say someone like uh, when uh you know when interpol came out it, it's like wow they got the pitchfork seal of approval they could really use it because they were a small band at the time you know it, it's, it's yeah yeah exactly that's and you know i, I don't know i don't want to sound grumpy right but right like, <laughs> right but i miss i miss that kind of like idealism with them of like um, like basically helping out these people that deserve praise, whereas like somebody like Casey Musgraves and Party B are already getting like massive amounts of praise. Right. Um, so I don't know. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. So well, let, let's let's move on to uh, let's move on to our to our actual thoughts about the record. Yeah. So uh, who wants to, who wants to do final thoughts first? You go ahead. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll do it. All right. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> golden hour. By the way, I just want to say I uh, just poured some whiskey because we're doing our first country music album review, and I figured <laughs> <laughs> I figured we had to celebrate it in some regard. Um, got the whiskey on and the windows <laughs> down. So my first final thought is: thank God this record is not any of that. What you just said. <laughs> It is not bro country or what ha- it's it's real right, country yeah. right yeah um, so yeah golden hour uh, as we touched on undeniably well executed well produced well arranged even if country isn't typically our lane um, if the goal of this record was to blend country music and pop music in a way that expands her fan base without totally alienating her her day one fans then i think she succeeded outside of people who were just you know uh they hate any time an artist gets big or goes pop um i think she did a good job of balancing her traditional sound in a way uh that could make her more accessible uh at the same time uh from what i've read and judging from a couple songs i went back and listened to um this new record is a poppy departure from her previous material 
uh, which can always be a sticky situation for a fan base of an artist. Um, despite that skepticism, however, um, she shows that she's definitely capable of crafting a pop country hit. Uh, she does it all over this album. Uh, that said, for me, um, I generally prefer the countryer, countryer, the, the, the more country, the, you know, if poppier is a word, then countryer is also a word. Okay. Uh, the real country. Aspect. Yes. Yes. If, if I generally prefer the real music aspects of this record <laughs> over the, right, yeah. yeah, over the, over the poppier moments. Right. Um, the, the pop moments are fine, but for me, uh, the country songs tend to contain more features that I particularly enjoy, uh, such as uh, more detailed and more varied instrumentation, as well as uh, more utilization of uh, vocal harmonies and key changes and whatnot. Um, I think the poppier songs, while they are catchy, I think don't have as much detail to them from a songwriting perspective. Um, the uh, And not only that, but the popular moments, especially something like High Horse, which isn't a terrible song, um, but it, it takes me out of the, the listening experience when, for the most part, the songs do a great job of blending country and pop. When it goes a little too pop, it kind of takes me out of that that atmosphere um even when setting aside this whole country versus pop distinction or whatever uh, i think there's just a decent amount of bland material on here uh, and that's regardless of the soundscape she's working in in that particular moment um that said there are as i mentioned there are a lot of highlights on this album uh, mostly because of the, the choruses and because of how clean the, the sound is consistently. Um, however, my complaints, as we've discussed, lead me to a point where I'm, I'm not quite, not only am I not quite on the level of the acclaim and hype, I often have a hard time understanding why the acclaim and hype exists for this record. But acclaim and hype are something that I can't fault a record for. I'm not going to fault a record because other people may have overhyped it. Um, I think much of this record, outside of my few highlights, is just fine. There's nothing on here that I'm disgusted by, but a lot of it is just fine. It's easy breezy. It's pleasant. Okay. I'll give it a six. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so I'm giving it a six out of ten for now, but talk to me when it's like, 75 degrees outside and i got a nice unsponsored beer light in my hands and then may <laughs> maybe i get a seven at that point but for now six out of ten mm. yeah nice. I, I i really like those those final thoughts those are nice well thank you i appreciate it um so um upon initial <coughs> listen of this thing i honestly didn't really want to believe that it had as you know, that it lived up to this 90 Metacritic 8.7 best new music um, acclaim that it had come to. And uh, after the first listen, I was thinking like, oh, okay, well, maybe it at least has potential for me to work up to that point. 
you know, I really enjoyed this first listen. So upon diving further mm. into lyrics and production and just listening further, maybe I'll work up to that. And I didn't really get past ever <laughs> that first feeling of, oh, I really like this record. Um, I think that the production on this thing is the biggest takeaway that needs to happen from here. Mm-hmm. Like her team, and I'm sure that she had a huge hand in it too, but her team like did an amazing job with this record. This thing is crisp. It's clean. It's uh, memorable from song to song, um, mostly because of the the production work, the melodies, all of it. Um, the lyrics are are like eighty five percent just incredibly bland, and fifteen percent of the time you get this lyric, this line that's just like, oh, that's a nice line. But that's basically it. There's nothing on here that's like. You know, that's super uh, deep or thought-provoking or anything like that. Um, and and honestly, same thing goes with the production, too. While it is impressive and clean and nice and minimal, there's not a lot going on with it as far as, like, uh, diving further into it goes. Like, you're not getting out more than you would on the first couple listens. So... You know, for that reason, I'm not I'm not thrilled by this thing. I think it's it was it's definitely pleasant, and I like listening to it. But I like mostly having it on in the background more than anything else, because mm-hmm. it's like it's like a good mood kind of thing. It's like something that's like, oh, hey, you want to you know be in a good mood? Then here you go. But like a lot of other stuff about it, it's kind of laughable. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I respect what Casey Musgraves has done with this. I like her creative vision for country music. I think she's definitely um, going to make a name for herself. She seems very unafraid to push against the grain with it, which I think I really respect, and I like that, and I hope that she goes further with that and hopefully makes something like even more impressive than this. But for now, I'm like I'm, I'm at a 7 with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm a little bit higher just because, like, you know, when I go through it, it just charms me a little bit more, to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna just show it some love. But I, I don't get the ninety Metacritic and the eight point seven. I mean, you know, yeah, especially for something like this that is that is so. She's such a big artist and she's so well known. Like you're throwing out all this acclaim. Um, I don't get that, so yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I you you made a lot. I, of- I'm I'm glad that she got the acclaim that she did, but I don't get it. I'm gonna throw a gen- generous seven at her, but she, and I root for her because she has like very progressive views on things, which is pretty controversial uh, in her genre, I suppose. So I, I root for yeah. her in that regard. Um, you you made a lot of good points, and as far as the production, I just took a, a quick Wikipedia research. There is a big team, uh, but only a couple of the members have Wikipedia pages, so I assume they're pretty prominent members of her team. This guy, Sean Everett, that worked on this record, uh, engineer and producer, uh, recent records he's worked on include uh, Alabama Shakes, Sound and Color, uh, The War on Drugs, A Deeper Understanding, 
the, okay. the latest Grizzly Bear. And then he was also on maybe the best produced album I've heard over the past couple of years, uh, Perfume Genius No Shape. So that's the oh kind of... God, he was on those... Uh, well, those two, War on Drugs and, mm-hmm. and Perfume Genius are two of the best produced albums I've heard, too. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the kind of talent she has working on this, this record, and it shows. I mean, it's every note sounds very good um but yeah, yeah. so a seven for you uh, a, a weather dependent six for me um <laughs> as in 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 country fairness it's yes. like it's a six in the in the snow and the seven maybe in in the summer correct yeah exactly so we're going with that uh average is six and a half in the winter and seven in the summer um <laughs> So yeah, that was us doing a country music review, and we we survived. Uh, I thought I thought that this turned out a lot better than I expected. Uh, we had some yeah yeah we had some we had some fun with this one. Um, what's the next one we're doing, Pat? I want you to break it. Break the news. You want me to break it? Yeah, because I'm All in right, on well, it. We we mentioned it already on this podcast. Yep. And we mentioned certain frustrations, not with the album, but with the. Uh, the website that 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 reviewed it and gave that gave it best new music yeah it's gonna be cardi b cardi b we're gonna tackle cardi b on our next podcast and that should be fucking insane so i can't (laughs) (laughs) that should be the most bad shit thing you guys have ever listened to (laughs) it'll be quite the fucking podcast um that's going to be a not safe for work podcast no doubt um if you couldn't tell by this this outro <laughs> yeah me, me f-bombing all over the place that's yeah. going to be all over the cardi b review uh maybe less whiskey involved for that review but maybe some other substances i don't know who's <laughs> to say oh <laughs> i'm being ridiculous um all right yeah so casey musgraves we're giving it a soft recommendation and uh yeah thank you for listening bye pat Bye-bye.